Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape. We discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. I am a skater boy. I said, see you later, boy. And I'm RJ. <laughs> had to finish it. Uh, RJ, are you ready to get your dick sucked? I mean, yeah. Yeah? Are you? Yeah. You don't sound like you're ready. It doesn't sound like you're ready. Well, there's options, right? You sound like you get your dick sucked all the time, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess. It is Friday night. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's your episode, RJ. It's your it mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what's the title of your mix for this week? I titled this one Young Angst. Now, walk us through the thought process behind this. Like, why why did you decide to do it, and how did you come to these artists? Uh, so I think it kind of, this mix has been a long time in the making. We'll say that much. Like um, so I think I don't remember, like, probably a couple, few podcasts back, you know, somebody's like, oh, we didn't throw Taylor Swift on there. I was like, the Taylor Swift is coming. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we've mentioned few of these artists are just like being like on this or just like in general just mentioning and i was like i have all these artists on a mix that i wanted to create something with and then literally i was just like hey one of the girls at my work i was like what songs do you listen to when you're sad she's like i'll send you a mix so she sent me them and i'm like a lot of those are the artists that i want to take so i used hers as a basis of it a lot of those on there were like you know she had phoebe bridgers and i was like i don't want her again i want somebody else that we haven't had yeah, so skate. yeah <laughs> rolling <laughs> that kid rock song about when the midget died <laughs> only uh, fucking god knows why man <laughs> So there were some of them on there that I was like, all right, we can skip this one. I, I have no interest in this whatsoever. But there was like these ones, I, I think I had like maybe 10 songs that I'm like, ooh, you know, that one. I think she had like three Taylor Swift ones on there. So it's just like, you know, she had a few variety of the ones I picked. And I was just like, all right, that one works. That one works. And I slowly just try to pick through the songs. Hmm. And I finalized with these five. Mm. Now, So there's more. There's more. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, but I don't think that you'll have the answer. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Are based, you a teenage girl? <laughs> based off of your other mixes. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you have like a specific agenda with this mix? Just something where it's the, the younger, like especially with the, the coworker of like what makes you sad, what makes you like, you know, just those, those emotions like kind of go crazy. And she's like, these are the songs I listen to when I'm sad. I was like, okay, cool. I'll make a younger, sad person playlist if you will so no. and and that that's far extent that i have okay i didn't i i'm gonna give you the reason why i said are you ready to get your dick sucked is because i'm gonna be giving you a lot more credit than i think you thought about <laughs> on this yeah. mix. and that's stumbled only, into a gold mine <laughs> you really did because yeah. i'm pretty sure because listening to it, i'm like I don't, based off of rj's other mixes he never says that he gives too much thought about it <laughs> No, I was fucking Jed Clamp at Beverly Hillbillies, striking oil, <laughs> no goddamn like, reason. I like it right there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start digging right there. Because <laughs> why? Because there's a cool rock right there. <laughs> now, I'll say that with the first, before we get into the mix, I do want to kind of talk about what I think is an interesting lesson that I thought that maybe RJ had this agenda, but I don't think he did. That, And I'm going to throw Devin and I in the same camp here, RJ. And I think it's a good lesson with I this I go mix. camping with you. Let's <laughs> go. Cool. Um, which is that, like, typically, and I think it's because of the era that we grew up in musically, that, like, typically, in order to find good shit, you have to dig. 
Mm-hmm. And so, like, my natural inclination when I'm looking for new music is to go deep. It's to, like, yeah. I when I look at a new ar- artist, I never play on Spotify their top songs. I never do it. Yeah. I always, I find, <laughs> I find an album, and I'm like, okay, what's this album? When did it come out? Does it have cool cover art? Is there anyone else on the album that I know? And I start, like, to dig, and I, and I go yeah. deep, right? Yeah. And I think that's because of, like, when we grew up, listening to music like the what was popular like sucked ass it's like you're reading my fucking notes right now (laughs) swear to god (laughs) and it's like it's a really interesting lesson for like Devin and i because i think both he and i do the same thing that like it's a different time (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah and i should have like i should have already known that lesson Based off of the hip hop that I've been listening to lately, that like popular hip hop's like really fucking good. Where like the era before, like the fifty cent era, like that's just like that nothing was good to me, right? Yeah. And like so I should have thought that with pop music it was the same way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hmm And so like I don't like I don't think that that was like your agenda with this RJ, but it was it's a really good lesson. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like I think our problem is the music that is similar to this from our generation is shit. Yeah, for the most part, you with like, a few rare exceptions, I would say, kind of towards the end of our our generation of this kind of music. But we're used to that being like we're used to seeing TRL when we're into underground music. And we don't have any at the time. We don't have anything against mainstream music for being mainstream music. Yeah, we have a get something against mainstream music because it fucking sucks. So yeah. that has now changed, where like the stuff that people are actually listening to is good, and it's good for everybody. Like a yeah. lot of people can latch onto this type of music. So it's an interesting shift that's happened. I don't, and I have some questions and thoughts when it comes to uh i think four and five mm-hmm. um, i have about a very that. S- specific question yes. for rj on that <laughs> yeah because so, it is blatantly obvious to me but yes i don't know if it is to him. <laughs> i was thinking the same thing <laughs> so when it comes to that like i'm curious if and i i guess these are mostly top songs you know like they'd be on the top five on spotify yeah. for the most part uh it's just i don't know what happened and i don't know if some i don't know if i'm being tricked by listening to this music and being tricked into thinking it's good or if musicians are actually making good music now yeah i think that honestly like the thing that i kept on thinking about this week was that like the kids today just have it so goddamn lucky Mm -hmm. because like it took so much work when i was younger to find like nico case to find a female artist who is doing like sad girl music on the verge of like folk music yeah. to be able to find that. Like that wasn't yeah. readily available to no. me. I couldn't just turn on the radio and listen to Nico Case at the time. No. Like <laughs> I had to go fucking digging for that music. Yeah. And like it's kind of easy for me. Devin just was like, hey, listen to this artist. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, because I right, spent eight hours a day studying <laughs> all music. He just gave me like six CDs and he's like, listen to these artists. And I was like, okay. Illegally downloading music on my mom's government laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, Jeff Gentry, and I literally spent a whole summer finding new music. Like that was our oh. goal every single day was to spend time on MySpace 
and to just find yeah. new music. And it was when we were both listening to like a lot of noise. And like we were just finding new noise bands and like some folk band, like that was when we like discovered Grizzly Bear and stuff like that for like that summer where it's just like we're only looking for new music. Yeah. And it was fucking hard, but we found a lot yeah. of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Where like now you could just turn on the fucking radio. Yeah. It's crazy. It doesn't make sense. Just while RJ's there, be like, did you guys hear Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by Blink-22? <laughs> yeah. They have a sad song about divorce. Yeah, yeah, and now RJ doesn't like the new pop mainstream music. Like, oh, <laughs> this garbage. Bring back Blink. Well, that was the crazy... Like, I was thinking of three songs in particular to be like, all right, if you take away the 90s, right? Because the 90s, you have, like, Lance Morissette, you have Jewel, you have some bigger, like female prominent artists that are really good musicians really but, but if you come into like the 2000s i'm like sad girl popular music and i'm like you had like christina aguilera's beautiful right mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's how i would say it's yeah. like a sad girl pop music that uh, yeah. like i liked but it wasn't good yep. <laughs> it's like that's what you had no. you had avril Levine's i'm with you right <laughs> like sad girl <laughs> pop music that's what yep. it was yep and then, like, a good musician, you had, like, Alicia Keys with I Keep On Following That Song, <sighs> where, like, that's a good musician, but, like, that was, like, the top tier of what you could get at that But that's time. R&B. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and you, not That's not pop. accessible to white people, really. <laughs> you know? It's not, like, that is a weird shift that's changed, too, like, racially, where, like, different musical styles are all blending into one, and whereas, like, Alicia Keys, like... There probably weren't too many white girls that in at our high school, at least a very white <laughs> high school, that are like, yeah, Alicia Keys just speaks to me. Which, <laughs> yeah. in reality, all of her shit is so relatable lyrically, yeah, right? And musically, she's amazing. But there's just some disconnect there where the, it's like that music is not for me. But now everything is really blended together, and it's like due to commercial success of a lot of these different musicians. And really labels trying to, like, push it, but also just genuine, like, uh, progression, like, racially and in music to be able to blend all this shit together. Right. And people working together, too. Like, I remember, you know, we had, like, the fucking Run DMC um, Aerosmith collaboration, yeah. you know, first, like, rap rock shit, which it's like you roll your eyes at that. But then there we had the uh, Brad Paisley and LL Cool J one. <laughs> You know, but now like white musicians and black musicians from different musical backgrounds are collaborating and making things really fucking good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially producers too. And I do wanna like like distinguish I like there was a time, right? Like I would say that like the most popular that spoke to me and he's in my top five favorite bands of all time, Dashboard, like became a huge success. Like, that dude was selling yeah. out arenas. He was on the Spider-Man soundtrack. He's fucking huge. But, yeah. like, it took him going electric to make that leap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, now yeah. some of these people, they don't have to do that. They could just, like, be kind of acoustic pop and a folk pop. And it's like, that yeah. didn't even exist back then. Minimalist. Know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But some of these people that on this, uh, like, they're kind of, I listen to every one of these records, RJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of this is just a single, but I listened to one of his other records and these, and it's like crazy. I think it's just like, because of the internet, these like younger kids, they just have access to things that like they can pull so many different 
um, what's the right word? Like, well, I guess for some of these, it's them pulling different influences that is just easy for them to find. And on the other side of it, you've got producers that are producing them that are our age. Yeah. Like when we talked about Billie Eilish, and I was talking about her brother. Her brother is like, our, like I think he's a little bit younger than us, but like he's around our age. So like all the music that he knows, we know. And like that's the stuff he's pulling from to be able to make Billie Eilish's music what it is. Yeah. And it's the same with a couple of these other artists. Their producers are like, they're around our age and they know what they're doing and they've listened to a lot of music. Can I can I say something real quick? Yeah. yeah. First off, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> hey, second of all, I'm hold your horses, buddy. Your dick. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You're welcome. I we all can thank take, you for we that. We can all take turns. All right. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, who's got the sucking stick? <laughs> we gotta pass it on. Uh, and then, like, also, it's just I feel like back in the day, I say that, but you know, like ten, twenty years or plus more, it, it took you how long to make a song, how long to make an album. It's like you know, you try new things. I feel like literally they could be like an hour in. They're like, well, I kind of made a song. Like I pushed a bee boop. I did this. I made a line. I recorded this, and that's it. Maybe do a little tweak on my production a little bit, and just like you know, the sounds in the background. Yeah. And there's my song, and yeah. that could be a hit song. And it's just literally they can make a whole album in like a third of the time that it would take prior, like years ago. And now because of those that music is so readily available, genres, types, and like everything like that, they they have all those influences in their life versus somebody that's like, oh, I grew up with punk rock. You know, you you pretty much just solved it in my head for me. Like, <laughs> you're these, welcome. I already said that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you meant it this way. But <laughs> the um, you stumbled into it yet again. No, um, he's gonna drink your milkshake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, drink it up. Um, but back in the day, in the era that we grew up in, our coming of age time in pop music. All of those musicians were not writing their own music. They were faces because the most popular thing in music at the time was music videos, was the presentation of the artist. That's how we got fucking boy bands. You know, nobody would have boy band albums if they didn't have the music videos to go along with it. Nobody would give a fuck about Backstreet Boys. They didn't know what they looked like. Yeah. (laughs) So nowadays, what has changed is the artists are making music themselves, and that's how they're emerging. A lot of them are coming out of SoundCloud and all that stuff, or social media. They're rising up on their own and then getting signed when they already have a good sense of their musical style. And that's why we liked the music that was not mainstream, the underground stuff back in the day. That's why we would spend summers searching for music, because that was music written by the people that are playing it. Yes. As opposed to somebody playing with session musicians a song written by some other fucking person that plays a harp or something yeah. that calls themselves a songwriter. Yeah, that's exactly why, like, one of the artists that we'll talk about, why I just fell in love with her album this week, was just, like, it sounds authentic, which, like, yeah. pop music our age did not sound authentic. No. <laughs> no. Avril Lavigne was not a skater girl. <laughs> I don't think she was. I don't think she even really wanted to wear that tie. <laughs> Yeah, it was a gimmick. And it's like, that's what you needed to do back then. It's like with Christina Aguilera, she had to go dirty to have the gimmick. You know? Yeah. Oh. She could have stayed genie in a bottle. We're going to be fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> um, did she right. do, um, sorry, <laughs> did she do dirty or the, what's that, 
The one where she did with like Maya, the lady mom and la. Ooh, are these sexy girls? Yeah. <laughs> Which one did she do first? I, I like think the one, one with of, whatever sexy that girls. was. It was just like, she oh, did dirty. That's first. her turn. <sighs> dirty was first. Yeah, she did dirty first. Oh, yeah, that had, was the she had the dreads first. The dreads. Yeah, no. that's dirty. <laughs> Maya was so hot. I forgot about Maya. <laughs> Is uh, was Lil Kim in that? Yeah. Yeah. Was she? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she deserves to be there. <laughs> Not like that lady marmalade. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, RJ. Let's get into this fucking mix, okay? Oh, wait. Yeah. First, you got to try to guess our favorite, least favorite, favorite. Yeah. So I went back and forth with this. Um, uh, Devin's favorite, I said one. <clears throat> least favorite, three. Favorite artist, four. One, three, four. One, three, four. Mike's, uh, because he decided to text us early and was like, I love this part. So I was yeah. going to say favorite song, too. Um, I'm going to say least favorite three as well. And then favorite artist, I put two. Got it. Locked in. Two, three, two. I guess that for Mike, too. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, all right. So we're all right. Let's start off here. We've got the first song in the mix is Sick of Losing Soulmates uh, by. Let's say Doty. Doty. Um, off Intertwine, which is an EP from 2016. Uh, it's track number five off the EP, coming at four minutes and 27 seconds. Uh, Dorothy Miranda Clark, uh, known as Doty. English singer songwriter, author, YouTuber from Essex. Um, Doty began her career uploading original songs and covers to YouTube. She has over 160 videos, over 1.9 million subscribers, and over 340 million views on her main channel. Um, On her side channel, she has 350,000 videos and over 900,000 subscribers and 94 million views. 350,000 videos? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, 350 videos. Oh, okay. (laughs) God damn. Uh, she has collaborated with many other musicians, including Tessa Violet, Julia Nunez, Lauren Aquilina, and Orlo Gartland. A bunch of other people who I don't know. Um, in 2018, Doty collaborated with singer Tom Walker on Human, the lead singer from her third EP, also titled Human. Um, since 2011, Doty has been releasing original songs to her YouTube account, album tracks Absolutely Smitten. And Sick of Losing Soulmates were released in 2013 and 2015. Um, the EP was announced via YouTube, or her debut studio album, Build a Problem from 2021, was re-recorded. Huh, that's interesting. Oh, wait, when, re-recorded? What, wait, the latter song would be... Huh, this is weird. Album tracks Absolutely Smitten and Sick of Losing Soulmates were released in 2013 and 2015, respectively, and Intertwined and When premiered in 2016. The latter song would be re-recorded as the studio version for her 2021 debut studio album, oh. Build a Problem. The, okay. Yeah. And then the EP was announced on YouTube via 2016. So these days with Spotify, since I'm not tapped into like pop youths, really, I, th- I feel like at this point I'm more tapped into hip-hop youths. I think I have a better, like, understanding of that. But when I stumbled into Dodie, like, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, I just thought she was just, like, this, like, oh, this is, like, a no-one-knows singer-songwriter. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, it's hard to tell with, like, how many listens you have on Spotify to be, like, is this person famous? <laughs> yeah. 
And so, like, I didn't know any of the backstory behind her until this week. I just had her on my sad girl mix, and I would listen to her, and I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I fucking love this song. Um, she has a, the fantastic line in the song, which is, like, when – what did she say exactly? Like, I realize uh, you're just – To as- finally see you're as fucked up as me. Yes. So fuck. how can we win? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good just line. Just like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I try. I listened to her – uh her new album it's not my favorite stuff that she's done um it's a little bit too overly produced um for me um but there's some gems on there but i fucking love the song it's a great opening song for the mix gets you right in the mood yeah yeah i also feel like it could go at the end all these songs could go anywhere that's a thing (laughs) yeah but i liked opening this mix with this at the beginning yeah um yeah, I had heard the song before, and I don't, I don't know where, but uh, I, I love the song. Yeah. It's a really good song. Like, I think the minimalism of it really makes you pay attention to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So, in that case, lyrics have to be goddamn good, and they're pretty goddamn good. Like, and they're simple. It's, it's not overly crescendoy either. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it could get more melodramatic if she wanted to, but she just doesn't quite go there. For yeah, whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like with like Lady Gaga or Miley Cyrus, you'd be expecting that. Right. At the bridge or the chorus or something. But it really just it stays in that pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, like Phoebe Bridgers does that. It's interesting you said this girl's um new album like seemed overproduced. Yeah. I and I haven't heard it, but I can imagine that's the case with a lot of these types of musicians that are like minimalists. Mm-hmm. Like Phoebe Bridgers. Um and it's kind of hard to keep that going for so long and try to do something different yeah you know like julian baker has been trying like kind of struggling with that but kind of hit and miss like i like the new stuff that she's putting out but she does put a lot more production into it and it really changes the whole vibe of what i originally liked about her mm-hmm. yeah phoebe bridgers does it extremely successfully yeah it's like i don't even know how to put it with her it's like she keeps even though it's overly produced she seems to still keep that lo-fi to yeah it. Yeah, it's like it's like there's there's like a, a voice back there that wants to do that crescendo, mm-hmm. but it's being harnessed. It's being kept back. Yeah, and that's what makes one of these songs good. That's what makes this song good, and what makes it unique. Like for my notes, I put all of these songs could be on a "So You Think You Could Dance" mix. Oh yeah, and it would be a Badass mix. Doing some contemporary dance routines. Even some jazz to it. I'll watch some fucking jazz. Ooh, some Fosse jazz. Get the hits out there. I'd watch a fucking tap dance to Sick Losing Soulmates. So fucking good. Yeah. Oh, I'm crying already. Um, Yeah, RJ, the song's fucking great. That's great. (laughs) Straight fire. Uh, any rhyme or reason why you chose this? So this song, um, I, I how about we just for fun fucks sake, right? Fun fucks. This probably started this mix. Okay, oh, right. Nice. This was on my have no clue week eight mix ideas. Okay, so week eight that was that was Wait, a while ago, like a year ago. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so this popped up. I don't know if Devin showed me because that's usually how it is. Devin's like, check out this person I found out. Um, 
it was just on there, and I was like, this song is it's fun, it's cute, cute. It's just it's all together. It has all my feelings in it. I like this. Add it to the mix. Move on. And then I just find other songs and I add them to mixes, and then I go through that mix, and then kind of sort those out to like, oh, that could be a mixtape. That could be a mixtape. And I, I just scrolled through right now, and I was like, oh, that was all the way back on week eight. <laughs> and I was like, holy <laughs> crap, that's a long time ago. Um, yeah. So I've had this one, and then I literally got the mix from the girl, and she had this song on there, and I was like, yep, you're going on the mix. Okay, so that was my question. Are, was this, this one was on her mix? Then? All the songs are on the mix except one song. Okay. Oh, interesting. Cool. Interesting. Can you guys figure out which one? Um, I guess four. Okay. I was going to guess four also. Oh, yeah. Surprise, yeah. it's four. <laughs> okay. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Interesting. Uh, That's funny because I was... Well, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Let's just fucking move on. We're just going right. to move on, okay? move on. <laughs> We're fucking here. It's, yep. We're fucking here. <laughs> We're going to be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, all right. So then we've got Favorite Crime by uh, Miss Olivia Rodrigo. Rodrigo. The album Sour. Track number 10, 2 minutes and 32 seconds. Uh, she signed with Interscope and Geffen Records in 2020 and released her debut single, Driver's License, in 2021, which quickly topped various charts worldwide and gave Rodrigo her breakthrough. Um, it was followed by successful singles, Deja Vu and Good For You, leading up to the release of her debut studio album, Sour, to critical acclaim. Um, let's see here. Influenced by Rodrigo's favorite genres and, si- and singer-songwriters, Sour is primarily a pop, alt-pop record. That spans from energetic pop punk songs to bedroom pop ballads. Its subject matter centers on adolescence, failed romance, and heartache. She said the album explores her perils and discoveries as a 17-year-old, and its title referring to the sour emotions young people experience but are often criticized for, such as anger, jealousy, and unhappiness. Sour received critical acclaim upon release. Reviews regarded it as a solid debut album. Uh, three singles preceded its uh, release, Driver's License, Deja Vu, and Good For You. Uh, Rodrigo described her ambition for the for her debut of Project Sour uh, was a super versatile body of work that mainly blends mainstream pop, folk, and alternative rock genres. Alongside elements of pop punk, country, and grunge, she stated that it is inspired by the works of her favorite singer-songwriters, such as Alanis Morissette, Taylor Swift, Casey Musgraves, and the pouty, angsty sound of rock acts like No Doubt and The White Stripes. Hell yeah. No Rodrigo doubt. also cited her mother Jennifer's musical taste as an influence, as it was her who introduced young Rodrigo to metal, punk, and 1990s alternative rock. Um, Robin Murray of Clash hailed Sour as a, a pop statement marked by excellence from front to back. He described its 11 tracks as a potential smash hit singles and complimented Rodrigo's bold lyricism, punchy execution, deeming her pop's newest icon and one of its bravest voices. Um, all right. So this was this. This is my journey this week. Okay. So before this mix, I'd only heard good for you and I'd ha- actually never listened to good for you because it was something that was just like on a target commercial. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I had actually never sat down and like listened to it. And this song came on the first time I listened to this mix and I was like, 
what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I was like, hold on a second. And like the thing that like got me was not the production. It was it was her lyrics. And listening to her lyrics and her, her authenticity with her lyrics, I was like, okay, she actually has something interesting to say, right? And I was like, okay, let me actually like listen to this record because all I know is Good For You and this song is completely different than Good For You. So like, is this just like, a weird outlander like on the album like what is it and so i turn on the album and like the very first song on the album is it's it's different than any of the other songs but what got me instantly was that it sounds like a yeah 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 song and then it sounds like the fucking runaways it sounds like cherry bomb it sounds like this 80s guitar riff that's happening and they she they do some things to her vocals to spike it to make it sound like it's from that era and i was like cherry bomb exactly that song okay yeah and that's the runaways the runaways yeah okay and so like she i was like fuck like what are you doing using like 80s punk riffs and a 2021 pop record. <laughs> Joan Jett? Joan yes. Jettish? Yes. And yeah. I was just like, what is happening here? And so, like, I kept on listening to the record. And, like, a lot of the songs sound different. And I was pleasantly surprised with every single song that I heard on this record. Even Good For You grew on me. And it's because of, like, I still think it's it's interesting in the record. But listening to it with my headphones on the production quality of what's happening with the bass in it is really interesting Hmm. and something that like I would not expect in a 2021 pop record from someone named Olivia Rodrigo, not to be too judgy, but that's just how it is. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, nobody uses their real names. Yeah. (laughs) So when you hear something like, I assume that's her real name. Yeah. You know, like I think she hears something like that and it's like, Oh, that seems like an underground musician or I don't know. I right. don't know what to think. <laughs> and she's like, I'm pretty sure she was like a Disney star, right? Or like did stuff with yeah. Disney. And so like, oh, was she? Yeah. And so like, that's all I knew from her. And so like, I listened to this record and I can't tell you, I probably listened to this record 12 times now this week. Um, I listened to it when I work out. Um, I just, <laughs> Goodbye, DJ Khaled. <laughs> I fucking Get just lost. like, I love every single song on this record. I love her. And like a lot of it comes down to like what got me was her lyrics. That's what got me. But like the production value of the record. And I looked up the guy who's the producer on it and he did one of Carly Rae Jepsen's records. Mm. Um, And he's like in his mid to late thirties. And it's like, it's obviously coming from him. Like, I know that she's like, these are my influences, but it's like, Hold on a second. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, there's also this guy who's working she, with you to like develop the sound. Eighteen, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, could you imagine? I, I just remember the dumb shit that I would do when I was eighteen, yeah. and have no care or reference to the outside world. So, like, the idea of somebody making music at the age of eighteen—that's just like prolific. Always blows my mind. Yeah. Whenever it does happen. Uh, it's you crazy. know, like Billie Eilish has her thing. Like, I mean, we were making music, but it wasn't going to change the world, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. But lyrically, all this feels like genuine Yeah, from her. Not you know? genuine. Mm-hmm. Not like genuine. <laughs> I, like, I like that pony. <laughs> yeah. 
I felt that. <laughs> Riding that pony. Saddle. Oh, yeah. Now I'm ready for sucky time. <laughs> going. Jump on in. Oh, it's getting hot. Yeah, man. it's maybe one of the sexiest grooves ever. Oh, so sexy. Bow, bow, <laughs> bow. Man. If I could just get that with the video of Maxwell. Okay. Just <laughs> yeah. You remember that video? Yeah, everyone talked yeah. about it. I was like, okay. all right. So so think so I think you can dance. That would be a sexy dance. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that, I'll, I'll that would not dancing. be loud on yeah. something you could yeah. dance. Unless it was tap or Broadway. <laughs> That's fine. Then. Yeah. But yeah, I salsa. This is like and Olivia Rodrigo, like, she is the thing that like really helped me understand like the the music today <laughs> to be like yeah. I don't understand music today. Yeah. <laughs> like and it's just I I love her. I think she's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's exciting that she's so young and that she has so much potential to make good stuff in the future too. Like even better. Yeah. And I hope that it goes that direction. Like there's not too many people that come out with badass music at an early age and then decline. Yeah. Like, like it's just so like I forget which song on the record it is, but she has a line on it where she's just like, I hope you're happy, but not as happy as you were with me. And I'm like, that is like one it might of be the, a driver's license song. Yeah, it might be that song. But like it's it's just like I can't believe that's coming out of an eighteen year old's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like well, it's crazy though, because these are like bass feelings. But yes. it's like as we get older, I was listening to something today, and they're like talking about the inner child versus the person you are today. Mm. And it was interesting to think about. Like, they are base fucking feelings that an eighteen-year-old should and probably does feel, but we're so disconnected from that that when we finally figure that out in our own lives, it seems profound to us. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've experienced that in the past and we've buried that in the past. You know, not necessarily that exact feeling, but. Whatever she's talking about, it's just such base things that it's like, I've left all these emotions in the past, and when I think about them, I have to go through this whole fucking thought process to justify feeling this way, you mm, know? Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's interesting. So did you have a chance to listen to Sour? No, not the okay. whole thing. I think I picked through a few songs. Yeah. But I did hear Driver's License, the original, mm-hmm. after hearing that cover. Dude, so I hurt. The transition in that song is just, ugh, it's delicious. Fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I loved that cover of it. Like, and I I was like, I had no opinion of Livery Rodrigo at that point. Mm-hmm. I just knew it was a popular song. And I was like, these covers can go either way. I got back into Australian music, by the way. Oh, nice. So I've just been doing that this past week. He has. Yeah, real <laughs> hard. Um, and that one uh, popped up. What? I was going to ask because of... Uh, Jessica Rose Clark, because that one. <laughs> I might have a little bit to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> she won last week, so <laughs> trying to find a song to sing to my, yeah. to my mate. Yeah, you know? when I meet her, I need to talk yeah. to her about Australian music. <laughs> it, I drove by her gym today. It's like, hey, you ever hear Angie McMahon? I love Angie McMahon. So yeah, that's clearly a fake Australian accent. <laughs> what? <laughs> This one? I sound just like Alexander Volkanovsky. Nah. From Melbourne. Brisbane. From Brisbane. 
<laughs> Deep in Brisbane. <laughs> she come suck my dick. <laughs> That's just immediately where you go. But yeah, I was trying to lure in Jessica Rose Clark. <laughs> and uh, I heard that cover and I was like, fuck. Like, it made me realize the lyrics of the song. And I was like, damn, the way this band is presenting these lyrics is like, so like so good. It's really highlighting the lyrics. I'm like, I listened to the original song. I'm like, oh, the original song is like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fucking good. Like, uh, yeah. So I that got kind of changed my mind on it or got me into it. Yeah, and I skimmed through some of the songs, but I, I do plan on listening to the whole album. Yeah, it's I love it beginning to end. It's a, it's just a it's a, it's a crisp tight album. Like, yeah, which okay. is hard to come by these days. Yeah, especially an album in yeah. general. Yeah. Usually it's EPs and singles. Mm-hmm. RJ. Yeah. So this song, uh, I'm guessing I heard, uh, you know, Good For You. I probably heard that one. And then I, I associated that one with, literally when I heard it, I was like, oh, you are the Avril Lavigne pop song, right? It's it's the hit song. It's all over the radio. And I had people talking about her, and I was just like, oh, I, I've heard the name seen it pop up on spotify but i I just don't really care and i know i kind of i think i looked into a couple songs and then i heard driver's license and i was like oh you're gonna be a stupid 16 year old song being like i got my driver's license and i'm sad right and i listened to it and i was like that's that and then i then i think it hit me and i was like oh my goodness gracious i feel bad for her (laughs) and i was like oh then i put myself in the shoes i was like what happens if I was like there, like just being like, you know what? I just figured out I can drive and I have a license and I have my car and I can't even go see you. And I was like, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts bad. You know, screw that person. <laughs> no, so I was like, okay, I need to give this album a listen to. And I didn't. I put it on the side. Yeah. Um, it was one of those. It's like, oh, it's going to be one of those poppy albums. Yeah. Finally listened to it. And I was just like, it's kind of all over the place, but it's kind of fantastic. And yeah. I, I really enjoyed the album. Uh, it's the song Happier that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a great song. It's a good song. Um, but it, it sounds like the whole album is just kind of... It's like when you have a collab from different producers. Like, each song is different. Mm. Yeah. as a whole, And that's what it sounds like. And it's weird that the whole thing works together. And I was surprised that it did. Um, I want to kind of go outside... Maybe I don't. I don't know yeah, how let's to go find outside. Let's bring these fucking mics outside, man. It's nice out tonight. Yeah. Take some mushrooms. Just go look at the stars. But I want to see how much, like like Billie Eilish. I want to see how much is involved with like her brother versus herself. I want to see what did you write and what was the producer influences on there. Is she like yeah. literally? Here's my acoustic guitar. I play the song. This is how I want it to sound, and then he added stuff to it. So it's still the fundamental of hers. Or is it like here's my lyrics? What do you think I should do with this? Yeah, or yeah. I mean, I think the main thing is melody, also because because she anybody a, can write lyrics, album. anybody can write poems, and anybody can have like a generic voice. It's like her voice is great, but it's not like a magnificent voice. You know, it's nothing that would win a singing competition. Mm-hmm. To be honest, mm-hmm. you know, there's more to her than that in her whole presentation. Even if it is the producer, she's executing it perfectly. So I'll give her credit for that. But the lyrics-wise, like, a lot of it's the lyrics, but does she come up with the melody? Because if she has that right off the bat, then the producer just has to structure the song around the melody. Yeah, mm-hmm. just build on you know? it. She probably does. Uh, that Lyrically, it's 
lot harder to not write off a melody, you know? Yeah. Um, but it it's it's interesting that, like, she doesn't have, a, a like, a gimmick. You know, like, when yeah. we talk about, like, her and Billie Eilish, like, and she has a song on this record that there's a, when the chorus kicks in, I forget what song it is, it sounds like it could be a Billie Eilish chorus. And <clears throat> what's interesting is, like, Billie Eilish doesn't have a, a, a voice that's going to, like, change the world she's not gaga yeah. right yeah. but she has the gimmick of like i'm billy eilish right where like olivia rodrigo yeah. is just like i'm just a girl like there's there's not really like In anything else back there yeah yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> she's influenced by no doubt yeah, that's true. <laughs> she's just walking in those spider webs leave a message she'll call you back yeah She's got some trumpets on her next act. I'm out. If she brings Ska back, if she is the one to revive Ska, oh, I will bow down. That would be amazing. Her Gwen Stefani's best song is Holla Back Girl. You mean Gwen Stefani, including, including No Doubt? No doubt? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Those are, two, right those are two different entities. <laughs> Excuse me, but fuck off. <laughs> no. I Hollaback Girl. All of Tragic Kingdom is better than Hollaback Girl. <laughs> Tragic Kingdom is an amazing album. It's mediocre, but it, it's. No, amazing. it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It is better than Gwen Stefani. Yeah. It's better than a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's been a lot. Of... <sighs> you know, top twenty in the Australian charts right now. They Spider were, webs. I forget which podcast sick. I was listening to, but they were talking about the Sublime logo, and that the Sublime logo is an egg with sperm going towards it. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> I, I used to like, draw that. I thought thing. it was a sun, <laughs> but they're like, no. oh, it's a sun. <laughs> but there's a lot going on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, it's one of those psychedelic drawings where they like put like a needle and like a weed leaf in there, mm. you know. And I'm sure there's sperm, sperm along the way. <laughs> but but this sperm. this song, uh, I think she had three songs by her on her mix. Uh, I like this one because it kind of – there's a reason why I picked this one because it kind of reminds me of other songs on the mix. Mm-hmm. So I decided to pick this one. Yeah, This does – I think I put in my notes – if I remember correctly, I might be getting confused with another one. But this does seem like a song – no, it wasn't this one. Uh, no, I was going to say it seems like a song that Taylor Swift would write, but – I was thinking that in the sense that Taylor Swift was really the first one to bridge over in our generation towards the I mean towards the end of our music listening pop generation that bridged over to the underground music listeners. No. Where like Taylor Swift caught the attention. Miley did. Yeah, Miley did too. Yeah. I I'd say that None of these musicians that are in pop music that are especially female musicians, none of them would be capable to do what they did unless there was Miley. Mm, yeah. Because even, what, 1984 comes out after Bangers? Yeah, for sure it did. Yeah, like years after. And yeah, it I didn't 1984 even... was the turning point. And it, yeah, and like even 1984, she's progressed into making changes like Taylor, we'll get there with the deconstruction of Taylor Swift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but I don't know if okay when bangers came out, I don't think it caught the attention of people until they were willing to listen to it. People like me and you, until they were willing to listen to it. Whereas like Taylor Swift did something intentional by covering. Or, by I think Wrecking Ball covering, transcended but, space and time. You know, I really think that that song was uh, yeah. so good that like it didn't matter who you were. It was just like one of those pop songs that's just like. It didn't matter who you were, you liked it, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Lady Gaga might be on that list too. Like she's on the list for sure, but she the Poker Face or not Poker Face? Because Poker Face, I well for me personally, I couldn't stand. It was oh, I don't know what the first one. Uh, it might There's have... a girl that worked at the coffee shop that I worked at that showed me Lady Gaga because she was a huge fan, and I was like. And I respected every other musical taste that she had. Like, I, we were on the same page. Hmm. And then she's like, but I love Lady Gaga. I was like, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. then I listened to it, and I forgot which one turned me. But I was like, god damn, you're right. <laughs> like, you're really right. Yeah, the only reason why I had really even, like, listened to her was because uh, I was friends with her before. But, like, when Dustin was dating Ashley, like, Ashley was really into Gaga. Yeah, and that that was the only reason why I'd even like gave her a listen. But I didn't like Lady Gaga until I watched a documentary years later. Like it took oh, me yeah. watching a documentary to be like, oh, she's like an actually talented person. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh, she has a popular song. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, poke a face. It's always a plus when you find out that these like pop musicians can actually play an instrument, let alone like very fucking well and sing way better than they do on any of their albums. Like Lady Gaga tones down everything that she puts on her albums. Yeah. Well, compared to what she can fucking do. Yeah. And she, I mean, she was just doing for the longest time. It took me for the longest time. She was just doing the Madonna thing, which I understand why she was doing it, but she just felt the need that in order to sell records, she needed to put on a big, performance right which i understand it totally get that's why she had to wear a meat dress to whatever fucking mtv video awards or whatever she came out as stephanie germanata before lady gaga and with no success just like lana del rey came out as her real name to zero success and then came out with the persona of lana del rey and it's like oh that's still what's selling yeah you know which i i don't I think that that's changed now, but yeah. like I didn't fall in love with Gaga until a Star is Born. That's when I was just like, oh, yeah. like I, I, I'll listen to everything oh, you'll do fuck. forever. I'm gonna watch that again. Yeah, but and the freaking I don't know if you've seen the trailer for the uh, Gucci movie, but she looks what? fucking fantastic in that movie. Gucci, yeah. Gucci man. Adam Driver's in it, Brr. and um, what's his face? He played. Why can't I think of his name? Everyone hates him. Uh, Jared Leto oh. is in it. Oh, fucking hate Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, but he's wearing a fat suit and this like weird grotesque <laughs> type makeup, and he looks fucking awesome. Cool. He's just like this fat Italian Gucci man. <laughs> so it's about the real Gucci man, not <laughs> yeah. actual Gucci man. Yeah, the no. ice cream on his face. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so moving on from her, she's fucking fantastic. Fell in love with her this week. We've got Astronomy by Conan Gray. Uh, it's a 2021 single coming out four minutes and three seconds. Uh, Conan Lee Gray, um, American singer-songwriter, raised in California and Georgetown, Texas. He began uploading vlogs, covers, and original songs. 
uh, to YouTube as a teenager, Gray signed a record deal with Republic Records in 2018, where he released his debut EP, Sunset Season. His debut studio album, Kid Crow, 2020, debuted at number five on the U.S. Billboard 200, making it the biggest U.S. new artist uh, debut of 2020. Uh, Kid Crow included the commercially successful singles, Manic and Heather. Um, I always find it amusing where, like, older generations will make fun of younger generations where they're like, they think that they could just, like, do anything. And they could just, like, upload stuff to YouTube and people are going to love it. And for like, free? You're yeah. not getting paid for yeah. it? <laughs> and I just remember being a kid and just being like, I would never have the balls to be like, here's me singing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would have never had the balls to do that no. as a kid. <laughs> I mean, but back in our day with YouTube, it's like, yeah, maybe nobody would see it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you'll just be in there. Nobody else would look it up until somebody at school finds it. But it's like, nowadays... They're like, yeah, I put this video up on YouTube, and I'm promoting it on all seven social media platforms. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows about it. Them's were the days when you can find Mr. Hands on YouTube. Oh, Goatsy? <laughs> I didn't know that Goatsy was, like, the website was meant to spell goat sex, so it's goatsy.x. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you, you guys knew the kid that, like, killed goats, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Intimately. <laughs> yeah, very, very closely. Yeah. Been to his Is house. He still around? <laughs> I haven't kept in touch. He literally you know? like slides into the DMs and be like, I'm still listening to your guys' podcast. And they're like, oh shit. You guys mentioned me. Thanks for the shout out. I would move. <laughs> bah, bah, big fan. <laughs> That's what his comments say. Yeah. <sighs> be terrifying. <laughs> This podcast is the goat. <laughs> JK, LOL. See you later. Can't be, it can't be near animals anymore. Yeah. yeah he, li- he legally cannot be near animals. <laughs> not now. just goats. Yeah, no, not petting, just goats. Petting zoos. <laughs> no. Man, that'd be funny if he goes to a zoo. That'd be funny if he goes on a walk and like Folsom and like he's getting attacked by a mountain lion. He's like, I can't be near you. Like, <laughs> you get. Yeah. You get. you get out of here, buddy. Yeah. And then strangles it to death. And is like a hero for strangling a mountain lion, but then it's also like, well, you can't be near animals. So. You're going back, buddy. <laughs> Folsom prison it is. Did he go to – he can't go to jail for killing goats. Oh, he for sure did. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. He for <laughs> sure did because, for one thing, it, it was uh, – like he was sued by the family of the goats. Oh, it wasn't his the, goats? The owners. No, it was okay. uh, his girlfriend's. That's the family's farm that he was killing the goats like not all of them but a lot of them i like, think the goats won awards too and stuff like they brought yeah. them to fairs and stuff and you know how it is in shingle springs like <laughs> everybody has award-winning goats up there um but thousands of dollars worth of goats so it's just uh, like a property crime in that sense mm-hmm. but the one thing is when he was caught he said to either the cop or the reporter that if you didn't catch me now I would have moved on to people (laughs) and then had a list talked about having a list of people that he wanted to kill, which some of our friends and people, you know, were on that list. Dustin Dustin, big, bold letters up top. It's like the fucking Steve Buscemi and the happy Gilmore. Just putting on lipstick. Hey man, I'm really sorry about all that. All right, buddy. Cross them off the list. Uh, 
But yeah, that was his big mistake, I'd say. <laughs> Good. <Yeah. laughs> uh, all right. So <laughs> Conan Lee Gray. Uh, a pop, indie pop, acoustic pop, and bedroom pop artist, Gray has cited Taylor Swift as his biggest inspiration, stating that he was raised by her and that he is the largest Swifty. He told Ooh. people, I love her so much. I love She's her like 400 music. pounds. <laughs> I love what she does. I love her lyricism. I love how she's handled her career. She's just a fucking boss. I grew up listening to her since I was nine years old. Hashtag girl like, boss. <laughs> I feel like she shaped me so much as a person. Um, Gray acknowledged Lord as one of his primary influences as well. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> I am Lord. Uh, and Teen Vogue called Gray the pop prince for sad internet teens. So, mm. Lord almost made it on here. Wait, who <laughs> called in that? Uh, Teen Vogue. <sighs> who cares what they have to say? <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I had not heard of Conan Gray before this mix. Um, I really, really liked this song. I tried searching for more songs of his that I liked. and Nye. I I had a hard time. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> had a real hard time. Had a confusing time, too, because you'd click onto records, and there's just, like, a female singing. And I'm like, are you, like, just producing this? Like, what's happening here? Um, so, but I really like this song. I think it's a good song. It's a solid song. It's good. I have no complaints about it. Nothing. Yeah, I agree. At first, when I listened to it, I... Um I was like, wow, oh, this song, this song's stupid. And then it goes, it keeps going on, like gets better and better with every listen. It's just in the mix of all these songs where I'm expecting names that I've heard before. Bangers. This one was like, it didn't show me anything right away where I was like, you need to like blow me out of the water with all of these other songs surrounding it. Mm-hmm. But then when I listened to it out of context and I was like, this is a good song. Talks about Saturn and Mars. I know that's what really pulled me in, and I really <laughs> wish that he would mention Pluto and how we need to bring it back as the ninth planet. But <laughs> and how Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. sucks. He just yeah, slips he's that a in. rapist. <laughs> Neil, I wish there was a line that said Neil deGrasse Tyson is a rapist. If that was in there, I would Neil loved deGrasse Tyson that's is the a rapist. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, from Saturn to Mars. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's raped lots of aliens. Yeah. <laughs> we don't call them aliens anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hear Demi said. <laughs> I have another name for him, but I can't say it on this podcast. <laughs> Ooh, the Greys and Conan Gray. Ooh, yeah. okay. It's all coming together. Maybe he's a space boy. <laughs> uh, RJ, how did you come to this uh, young, attractive male? <laughs> so I, I've never heard of this this artist beforehand it was, it was on the mix <laughs> and i kind of heard it i kind of didn't want to look at because I, I saw all the artists that she had on there and i was like i don't want to see who they are i just want to push play and listen to them i want to hear what they sound like before like i judge them based off uh you know like Devin and being like don't, don't know who this artist is so it's crap <laughs> so i played this and i was just like all right i kind of enjoy this and i was like it reminds me of another artist so i was like i just We'll play it again. So I listened to it again, and I was like, I think I like this song. And I was like, all right, one more time. So I listened to it a third time, and I was just like, all right, I do like this song. Don't know who it is. I looked it up finally, and I was just like, all right. So then I listened to their album. They're not the same, um, but I do like this song a lot, and I feel like it was a good one to, for the mix. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good song. 
I agree. Yeah. I have really nothing else to say other than I wish I could have found more. I wish there was more. I wish there was so much more like this. Yeah. Yeah. I I think this guy was on that San Jose radio station that I listened to when I was in San Jose. It seems like it. But uh, not this song. I just remember the name. It was a very specific name. Hmm. Um. But I don't know what other song it would have been because none of the other songs really stood out. Yeah. Did you actually listen to more? I listened to like a few snippets just to see if I recognized it and then cross-referenced it with my master list. Yeah, see, these are one of those that I listened to, like the top songs, and I'm just like, ah, yeah, no, next, next, next. I'm like, this is not like the same. You lied to me. All right, let's get into her. All right, we've got Evermore. That's going to be a lot. I'd love to get into her. Hey, hey, hey. I'll take John Mayer's sloppy seconds. I don't give a shit. (laughs) She's my age. Um, Evermore. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Off of the album Evermore from 2020. Uh, Track number 15 off that album coming at five minutes and four seconds. Uh, Taylor Allison Swift, American singer-songwriter. Her narrative songwriting, which is often inspired by her personal life, has received widespread media coverage and critical praise. Born in Pennsylvania, Swift relocated to Nashville, Tennessee at the age of 14 to pursue a career in country music. She signed a songwriting deal with Sony ATV Music Publishing in 2004 and a recording deal with Big Machine Records in 2005 and released her her debut studio album in 2006. She explored country pop, on her second and third studio albums, Fearless and Speak Now. Um, let's see. Uh, having sold over 200 million records, Swift is one of the best-selling music artists of uh, all time. Uh, her accolades include 11 Grammy Awards. Pretty crazy. That is crazy. Uh, launching Evermore was uh, as a surprise album, uh, like Folklore's release. Swift dubbed the album as sister records and described Evermore as an offshoot of the Folklorean Woods, a music direction she first attempted with Folklore. Um, The album reached number one in Argentina, Australia, Belgium, Canada, Croatia, Greece, New Zealand, Portugal, and the United Kingdom and the United States. Um, Yeah, so like T-Swift is one of these artists that... She has not been able to break a stereotype. Like yeah. My- Miley was able to break that fucking stereotype pretty hard. Yeah, but because there was a time when like people would make fun of Miley Cyrus, and then there's the time after that where people stop making fun of Miley Cyrus. Taylor Swift can still be the punchline of a joke. Yeah, she's still going to be made fun of. Because... I made a mixtape based off that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she has not, and I don't think she ever will break that stereotype. Um, so this is uh, this is honestly the first time that I've heard this song. Um, now I remember when these albums, when Folklore, I think that's what it's called. Uh, is it called Folklore? Uh, yeah. This one's Evermore. Evermore. I know, but the other one. Yeah, Folklore's Folklore. the other one. So I remember when Folklore and Evermore came out, and I really liked Folklore, and I remember listening to a couple songs after Evermore, and I was like, ah, I don't really care. But I really liked Folklore, and I was like, kind of confused why she had multiple albums coming out at the same time. Um, but I think that was around the same time when she was getting her stuff back, uh, maybe. 
early 2020? Yeah, it was around that time. I think people were going to, they were assuming that these were going to be the re-release songs. Mm, yes. She was talking about re-releasing the songs from her original albums, like Teardrops on My Guitar and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I think she ended up putting something out afterwards. I can't remember. I think it was very lackluster. It's like, oh, these are the same songs. Yeah, she has new versions of those albums okay. now. Yeah. yeah, quote unquote. Of some of them, not all of them. Yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so uh, I listened to the song, and I have a lot of thoughts behind it. And so it gave me enough thoughts to listen to this record, this Evermore record. And like for she struggles for me personally with the same shit that Miley does, where like she does yeah. something and I'm like, just do that. Why do you keep on doing? Because she has these like dumbass pop country songs on this record. I'm just like, stop, just yeah. stop with the country music. Yeah, no yeah. one, nobody gives a is, shit. Nobody's <laughs> clinging on to that from your past. You're no. the only one that's clinging <laughs> on to your past. I know. Yeah, and it's so frustrating because you yeah. hear a song like this and you're like, fuck, like yeah. just do more of this. Yeah, and I think that's why I liked folklore, like as an album, more way more than Evermore. Uh, re- listening to Evermore this week because Folklore at least has like a little bit more consistency to it. Where like Evermore, this album is like all over the place with just dumbass country pop songs. I'm just like, stop, just stop. Um, but I do really, really like this song. I do have it's not even an issue with the song, it's like a small, like, I wish that they did something different. But when Bonavera comes in. And then when Bonavere leaves, it is a very harsh transition, and there's no crescendo there. It goes yeah. right back into that melody, and yeah. I wish that they had just kept with the Bonavere stuff for like at least another minute. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think that's just a me thing because I like Bonavere so much that like, and him, the way that the song is like put together with like inserting that, like, it doesn't make sense, but I like the way it sounds. Like, I would never be like, let's insert this completely different melody in Bonavera's voice coming into the middle of the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I really like it. I just wish that, and every time that it just stops and goes right back into the melody of the, the earlier in the song, I'm just like, just give me another minute. I just, <laughs> just the weird Bonavera voice and just yeah. that stuff. But. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I I really like this song, but I she does still struggle with the same shit to me that Miley does. It's frustrating. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like yeah. consistently for one, like if you took Evermore and Folklore and you know picked and chose your favorite songs, you can make a good album mm, out yeah. of those two. But neither one of them is like a great album through and through. Like they all have good points to them, um, and I feel like a lot of her—I can't remember all of her albums—but most of the hits were the best songs on her albums. Like that, in my opinion, there yeah. was some other ones that I like had heard in passing, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a, sounds like a good song too," but it never made me want to listen to the whole album. So, well, it's funny with her for me because like. When 1984 came out, it's like you've got Shake It Off, right? 
And yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah, this is like a fun pop song. But like, and it sounds shitty to say, but for me to take Taylor Swift seriously, I had to listen to Ryan Adams' 1984. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, for sure. It sounds shitty, but like, that's like made that at the time, that's what made me take her more seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It, it completely changes your perception of what, like, the songwriting behind it. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's what I always say, like, I would love to see certain movies just completely redone by a certain director. Mm-hmm. You know, like, released at the same time. It'd be like, Quentin Tarantino's doing this one, and, well, Stanley Kubrick's dead, but Stanley Kubrick's doing this other one. Yeah. Or David Lynch is doing this other one. They're the same movie. I want to see what how the fuck they turn out. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, like, sometimes it does take that that aspect of it to really like understand that there is something to what that artist is originally doing that the other artist interpreted. Um, I don't know. Like I have an appreciation for Taylor Swift a lot, but some of like the, like the shake it off stuff. It's like, you feel like you have to put that in there because you're, I guess she was still under control of the record label. Yeah. It's like, you have to have a single. It's like, Billie Eilish's new album, does she have a hit single on there? I don't think so. Like, I think there are songs that you can pick as, like, the top song that might be radio-friendly. Yeah. But nothing that's overtly, like, uh, Unlive Your Rodrigo Good For You. Yeah, no, I don't think so. You know? So it is possible for artists nowadays to just make music for themselves. And if the world doesn't like it, then you're done. And that's fine. Because that's you and you move the fuck on. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Well, it's frustrating because, like, and Miley does the same shit where it's like, I wish that you could just conceptually make a 10 to 11 song record that just works together. I mm-hmm. I can't stand it. It's the thing that, that I got into it more in the Olivia Rodrigo record, but it's like, Good For You is so, like, this is a single. And it's like, why is this track number four or five in the record? It's like, yeah. you. it stands out every time you get to it. It's just like, this shouldn't be here, but, like, you feel the need to make a single. So here it is. Yeah. 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 But RJ, how'd you, why'd you pick this song? I'm kind of curious. Uh, she had a couple songs on, I think two or three, maybe on her mix. I don't remember top of my head, but I was just like, I want a Taylor Swift song on there. Cause we did just mention like maybe a couple weeks ago that we haven't had one. So I was like, Oh, it's on, it's on the, it's in the process. Um, so I was like, I want something off her newer albums. And I haven't listened to both of these. Uh, I did listen to the album, though. As you kind of say, it, it's kind of hit or miss. It's just like, all right, the, her album's all right. I, I still like, I've listened to Taylor Swift since the beginning. <laughs> um, teardrops on my guitar, oh, that that did it for me. She's the I, reason for the Teardrops I bought her first guitar. album, and I, I, I went all the way to Red, and I stopped following after Red. And I think she had like three or four other albums after that. And then she came out with 1989, not 84. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. I keep thinking of George Orwell. No, we're talking about the George Orwell book that she... She did on her. Audible. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Could you imagine Taylor Swift? Yeah. 1984. <laughs> yeah. The and book then, sells so many more copies because of it. Yeah. <laughs> then Big Brother put the rat in Winston's cage. Uh, so this and it one. ate his fucking face. Um, I think I was just kind of looking, and then I think her albums up to 2017 were on Big Machine Records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So after that, it's on her own record label. So you've heard Folklore, you've heard Evermore. I want to hear what the other, I think, two other albums on her own and see if there is a transition from, like, you know, the Big Machine to Taylor Swift's album, record label. I think one of them that she put out is just, I don't look it up right now, but I think it's just the old stuff that she got the rights back no, to. No, no, no. That, that's, like, the fifth album she made. What bothers um, me is that listening to these records, it's like, I don't, I guess this song, has like definitely, but, like, I haven't heard a record of hers to be like, this sounds like it wasn't done by the same record label. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, they yeah. still sound, like, this song doesn't, but, like, the record as a whole, there are songs on it that just sound like the old Taylor Swift shit, so it's just like, what's the, I thought you were supposed to be changing, doing different shit now. Well, she came out with Folklore, Evermore, and then Fearless. Fearless is, and it's that's Taylor's version. Yeah. yeah, so that's the newest thing that she's come out with. Yeah, but then also on that is she also has Lover and Reputation on uh, Taylor Swift's album. record. Oh, label. before Folklore. Yeah, so she has two other ones that I have not I've heard. I've heard Reputation. I haven't heard Lover. Um, but it's just, I heard this one, and I, I enjoyed her melody. It was a simple little dee 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 I was like, okay, I, I like it. It catches me. It's very melodic, kind of just sucks me in with her melody. And I was like, all right, I think I like this one based off the other ones that she put on the mix. And then I was like, okay, because of reasons why I was going to get to is like how I said with the uh, number number two, I was like, it reminded me of another song. Number three reminded me of another song. I initially heard song number five, and I didn't know who it was. And I was just like, who is no artist number five? And I was just like, this reminds me weirdly of a Boney Vare song. Okay, I you want did a song. do it. Okay. I want Bon Iver on this album. And then I came up with two Taylor Swift ones where I was like, perfect. I'm going to pick this one. Wait, wait. Sorry. Why Why? did you go to Bon Iver? Because uh, the last artist kind of – I didn't know who it was. Remember I told you with uh, number so three? So you heard the last artist and you heard that song and then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I want a Bon Iver song. Well, cause, yeah, because I, I listened to her mix without trying to look to who the artists were because I kind of skimmed through it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to listen to it. And that's how I found song number three. Then song number five, I saw the artist when I first saw the mix, and I was like, nope, don't care. And then I listened to all the songs, and I was like, ooh, does she have like a Bon Iver song on here or something like that? And I, then I looked at the artist, and I was like, oh, I did not expect that at all. This is I what like, I thought you did on accident. And yeah. I think this deserves a golf clap. If we <laughs> so then I was like, I need to find a Bon Iver song based off Taylor Swift because oh, I want something on there. So then I found two songs See, by Taylor you Swift. Did you did do more thought you into this. You did it. <laughs> We're proud. But literally, this, this literally extent is that did it. That's, that's all it did. Because I found... My hair was blown back. Well, let's just fucking I, I, get into this. Okay, okay. okay. This song was great. Next song. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we've got Fine Line by Harry Styles off of Fine Line. It's an Fine. album from 2019. I love this uh, song. It's track <laughs> number 12. Coming at 6 minutes and 17 seconds. Harry Edward Styles, English singer-songwriter and actor. His musical career began in 2010 as a solo consistent on uh, the British's The X Factor. Following his elimination early on, he was brought back to join the boy band One Direction, which went on to become one of the best-selling boy bands of all time. Styles released his self-titled debut solo album through Columbia Records in 2017. It de- debuted at number one in the UK and US and became one of the world's top ten best-selling albums of the year. Its lead single, Sign of the Times, topped the UK single charts. Oh, such a good 
throughout his career, Styles has earned several accolades, including two Brit Awards, a Grammy Award, uh, a bunch of other shit. Uh, Fine Line is the second studio album released December of 2019. Um, supported by six singles, Lights Up, Adore You, Falling, Watermelon Sugar, uh, <laughs> Golden, uh, and Treat People with Kindness, Fine Line debuted at number three on the UK chart and number one on the Billboard 200. Uh, Fine Line received generally positive reviews from music critics, particularly towards its production and stylistic influences. It was nominated for the Album of the Year at the 2020 Brit Awards and Best Pop Vocal Album at the 2021 Grammy Awards. So I went on another journey, RJ. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, this, and I'm going to walk you through exactly what happened to me. So I'm listening to this mix, and the Taylor Swift Bon Iver song comes on. I'm like, ah, oh, that song's really good. And then this song comes on because I saw his hairstyles. And then this song comes on. And I'm like, I did not know that Harry Styles sounded like Bon Iver. <laughs> <laughs> because, again, Harry Styles is a punchline, right? Yeah. Like, he's the be- pop artist, the be- you know, boy band. Yeah, he's One Direction. Like, he's strawberry. He's- One Direction is the punchline. Harry Styles is he's fighting out of that punchline right now yeah by wearing dresses and stuff like that but he's doing like extreme things to do that right Mm -hmm. uh he's also becoming a pretty decent actor like i in uh the nolan movie about world war ii i can't think of the name batman begins yeah (laughs) uh that movie's really good that he's in dunkirk yeah dunkirk yeah he's really good in dunkirk he doesn't say a whole lot but he's good yeah. Um he's going to be in a Marvel movie. Um so like he's becoming bigger. He's going to get jacked like Kumail. <laughs> I hope so. Fuck yeah. Um and uh but like listening to this song I was like and I said out loud to my wife cuz I'd listened to the song I was downstairs. I like, came up I want to fuck Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like I was just like I didn't know Harry Styles is good. And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. don't just say yeah to me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So fucking like, condescending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, let me, this song's really good. I need to understand him a little bit more. And she's yeah. like, yeah, he has a really good song. Yeah. I'm like, let's just see. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. so like, I listened to this record and the first three songs on the record, uh, and I'm really glad I listened to the whole thing because the first three or four songs on the record, I think it's three has like that in the watermelon song. Yeah. So like I think the by the time you get to Cherry, which is like four or five, those first like couple of songs on it, I could give a fuck about. Watermelon Man likes his fruit. Watermelon sugar, I could give a fuck about. They're like yeah. they're kind of just like older sounding pop songs that I have no interest in. But then everything after the song Cherry <laughs> but, but then <laughs> I'm just like, holy fuck. Like, I couldn't mm. believe, like, Devin, I'm assuming you haven't listened to this record. No. I'm not kidding when he has songs that just sound like Paul Simon songs. Like, he has songs that, like, I got to play you this song. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't doubt it because Sign of the Times fucking blew me away when I heard it. Dude, I am blown away that this is a fucking song on a Harry Styles record. <laughs> Like I, I was you just mean like from One Direction. <laughs> well, it's just like from just that boy band. Think about like it, like in this day and age, this is a hit record from a yeah. hip hop artist, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna. This is like a um, 
This is a six minute and two second song. I'm going to go about halfway through it. Okay. Oh, yeah, like... What the fuck? There's I another love the guitar on there. I at love least the a minute of that solo. That's a psychedelic oh, no. song, no, dude. That was, yeah, it was that fantastic. sounds that sounds like a Cream era Clapton guitar solo. It sounds like my morning jacket. Hey, hey, Mike. <laughs> just, did you listen to this loud the whole album? Yes, it the, was fantastic. The production Fuck. on this album, oh, like, it was phenomenal. It was like the first thing that I was just like, because Cherry is good and like Falling is good, but I forgot what song it is. But it's just a Paul Simon song, and I'm just like. What the fuck is Harry Styles doing making a Paul Simon song? Like it I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> and like the whole like I don't know, Devin, you might like the first three or four songs. They're just like basic pop shit. But like the rest of this album is fucking mind blowing that I don't know what he's doing. Like it really bothers me that I'm just thinking of being like, How is Harry Styles doing this? <laughs> Yeah, because I don't know anything about him, really. Like, I really don't. And my wife was getting mad at me because I'm just like, that motherfucker doesn't listen to Paul Simon. And she's like, he might. I'm just like, yeah, maybe. I I guess he is a human being that grows up in the UK, a civilized country that has access to lots of music. So I guess possibly he could have fucking heard Paul Simon. Yeah. But yeah, I am. I have no qualms with saying I'm a. Big Harry Styles fan this week. <laughs> I've listened to just after I just I'll just turn on the album after uh, just start with Cherry and I'll just listen to the rest of it. I've done that maybe five times this week. Like it is really fucking good, <laughs> and it's really frustrating that again that this is fucking Harry Styles. To me, this is like the first time that like you heard Future Sex love sounds. Like when you're like Justin Timberlake yeah. is like a good musician. The poor right? big guy. The yeah. bye, bye, bye. Yeah, <laughs> but even future sex it's like this is interesting but it really get takes to going to uh what's the next one uh carrot fucking something with gold or something i can't remember no that's brick of mars oh yeah that's right um but it's that mirror. album, the one with mirror. <laughs> yeah. But it's that album that you're like fuck he's like 2020 level. 2020 experience yeah, that's right yeah um, and like Harry Styles, he's on that trajectory. Like he's on that level of being like, I'm more than anything that you guys thought. That is this his future, future sex love sounds, or is this his 2020 experience? I, it's kind of hard because there's those first couple. Like RJ, you listen to it, right? Yes. Yeah, there's those first couple of songs that's just like kind of bullshit pop songs. Okay. But then like everything else after it, where it's just like, holy fuck, dude. <laughs> <sighs> I'm okay with that because he is still like breaking out into the mainstream as his as a solo act. 
And if he has to pad the beginning of an album with the bullshit pop songs that the yeah. label wants him to make and then puts out something completely different than that, I respect the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's going to be interesting a few years from now when we hear about label disputes with Harry Styles in whatever label he's on. Yeah. You know, and he's going out on his own. If there's any success to these other songs, which... I don't know. I feel like the the later songs in the album are kind of get get buried by the three pop songs at the beginning. That in Watermelon Sugar song I have I have never heard before, but I've heard it referenced so many times and it's a title of a uh book by a Christian author. <laughs> that's like about this guy like find like rediscovering Christianity. Did you know this or did you look it up? No, I knew this from before cuz one of my you? friends her <laughs> her favorite book was In Watermelon Sugar okay, by this okay, Christian okay. author. And it's random uh, facts of Devin. <laughs> well, and it's such a specific title. Yeah, it is. You know, like like Taylor Swift has a song called So It Goes. That's a phrase, but it's not a phrase that many people say. 1933, there was a book in like <laughs> Japan. It's actually 1964, and it was Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five. <laughs> that it's a very common phrase in that, but um, it, it, like I feel like that has to be a direct reference to that book, and that caught my interest because mm-hmm. it seems weird to reference a Christian book. You know what I mean, like. As a he title of that song. As your influence or something as like that. As a boy ba- coming from a fucking boy band. Yeah. And then being like, like that would be like a, you know, like coming from NSYNC and then like referencing a Mark Twain book, like mm. titling it like The Great Frog Like how they find it. Are they a fan of it? Calaveras just, County Frog Parade or something. Just the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> N-word Jim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If fucking, what's his name? The bad boy from Instinct came out <laughs> with an album called Inward Gym. That would catch my attention. Actually, Instinct said they yeah. didn't have any stereotypes, so they're all like you know the same. There's no bad boy. There's we no know Chris is the bad boy. boy. <laughs> we all know who the bad boy is. It was AJ on the backstreet. But okay. I guess Devin, AJ. did this song do enough for you to like want to investigate more? So. This song is a shitty Bon Iver cover. <laughs> okay. There's no other song in the album that sounds like this song, by the way. But, well, let me say this. Bon Iver's best song is a shitty pop song. So that being said, this song is fucking good. Yeah, it's fucking and fantastic. And he took enough from Bon Iver and took enough from what he knew himself to make a goddamn good song. So... I the Boney Bear influence is obvious, yeah, but it's not obvious in a way where I roll my eyes at it. It's no. obvious in a way where I'm like, "Fuck, keep going," because nobody else has done Boney Bear. You know, he's very exclusive. People have tried to do something that's you know reminiscent of Boney Bear, but nobody's directly fucking done what he did and changed it I around. Guess early Boney Bear, yes, they have. It's he had like a transition where he became a little bit skinny love era definitely people have because he was like he was at that time he was very just like i'm just doing iron and wine because yeah. iron and wine was years they had already had records years before his, his first record came out yeah but and like the, the, uh, but it's it, the Forever? one after that the one after that record is when he started becoming fucking weird and different 
And yes. Iron and Wine did. He did the same thing where he started using more electric stuff and getting weird and stuff like that too. But, yeah, yeah. But nobody's done it with success. Not on know? a pop level. No. Especially not on a pop level. No. Like even in that indie sphere, nobody's done it well. They've been like ripoffs of Bon Iver. Right. And nobody's attempted to directly do what he does. And like what he does is very unique. And it like I don't I wouldn't recommend Bon Iver for anybody. <laughs> you know, it but it's great. I love his music. You like music where there's a saw playing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then trumpets <laughs> you like trumpets yeah which you know? he's just doing what jeff magnum was doing too like he's just yes. doing what Milk hotel was doing like it's funny yeah. how they're all derivative from something yes yeah, yeah. but i that and that is weird because it's like was bon Iver the next step from Milk hotel you yeah, know, because is you, Harry Styles the next step from Bon Iver? I would have never thought that. I would have never thought that either. But that's what's interesting. If you if you get a chance to listen to some of the songs from this record, none of them sound alike. Like none of them. Like yeah. there's just this song. They just happen to be like, let's just kind of do a Bon Iver thing. <laughs> that's so I wonder odd. if this yeah. is like the the experimental album. Because I haven't listened to anything else besides well, this album. But this yeah. is kind of what you were saying about the Olivia Rodrigo album too. When it, it seems all over the place. like a common yeah. theme yeah. for people that make these new artists that make an album these days, they really draw influences from other things and put that in each one of the songs. Where it's more of a mixtape than an album. Mm, yeah, but sometimes it works. Like in the Olivia Rodrigo case, maybe in Harry Styles' case, and it's an interesting thing. And I don't know how I feel about it yet. I got to check these albums out. And see like what's going on with it, and see if it would be better being more cohesive. And not I, even from my point of view, from like a, from the consumer's point of view, like who is actually buying this music? And it's it's not yeah. me. I you know this music isn't marketed towards us. No, no. So I think what's like, interesting is, it is like, for them in the album. Like the only reason why the Olivia Rodrigo one works and the Harry Styles one works for the most part just seems because they are so consistent. Like there are enough of a like a star power yeah. to make it consistent so that it works. There's lots of other like musicians that probably do this that like they're they don't have whatever it factor to be able to make it like good. You know, like yeah. I doubt that. I'm sure there's Bieber records. I could probably find some songs that I like, but I doubt he has the same gifts. <laughs> he has a song called "Love Yourself." Ooh, I'd like to love myself. Well, I like that song. <laughs> it's a good song. I like that song. I found out it was written by Ed Sheeran. Oh, see. And Ed Sheeran has written a fuck ton of songs and for he just modern musicians. Steals a bunch of shit too. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he's really he's really into polyrhythms, and that's that's a new thing in this like music industry that is catching a lot of people's attention because it's not basically we've broken away from the standard pop structure. And it's all, it's more interesting to everybody's ears now, which is why at times I feel like I'm being tricked by things and I hear something and I'm like, this sounds good in my ears, but like, does it really? Yeah. Or like, am I being fooled? You know? I don't, I don't know. So. I think there's just the musicianship and I think record labels now have loosened the grip on things so much that they're willing to experiment because they're like, this Billie Eilish chick is doing fucking gangbusters. <laughs> yeah. Her, her shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Fuck. I, I don't, I still, I just don't trust these record labels. Like, I think it was BMI Music Group is the one that invented the MRI machine. Like, the magnetic resonance imaging machine for brains. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to study why people liked the Beatles. Mm. Because the Beatles were so fucking popular on their own. And they wanted to harness that energy by looking at people's fucking brains and making music based off of that. So I'm always hesitant of these like big labels, mainstream musicians, because I feel like a lot of them are just trying to be like, what will appeal to the most amount of people, you know? Mm -hmm. But a lot of this shit is just objectively fucking good. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. High level musicianship. Yeah. It's almost like when it's almost like back in the sixties now. It's like we're in this weird sixties era. Yes. Where it's like you've got these really high level pop bands that are just everywhere making yeah. really shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like the sixty I mean the, there weren't I think the underground really came about in like the late sixties. When we see like the uprising of like punk in like the New York CBGB's scene. Yeah. The and answer like, to pop music or the yeah. answer to disco, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's when everything started kind of emerging. It wasn't popular until, like, the 70s, I don't think. And the further we go along, like, the shittier pop music gets. You know, we have, like, Led Zeppelin and The Doors, Jimi Hendrix come out of the 60s, Janis Joplin. And then we have some interesting 70s music that I can't remember really – but, you know, pop started kind of diverging and the underground started taking a lot of those listeners. And now I feel like it's just converging again where those underground and mainstream listeners kind of listening to similar things. Yeah. Or it's at least catching the ear of similar people. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because it like in my head, it goes from like you've got Led Zeppelin and like Black Sabbath. You've got these like bands in the late 60s and the early 70s. And then you've got disco, hair metal. Uh, Flock of yeah. Seagulls and then Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and all of those had like they all had answers to them that we could name. Yeah. You know, like like disco had the punk scene that was an answer to that. Yeah. And like even I guess cheap trick in a way, yeah. which kind of spawned hair, hair metal, metal ironically. Thrash metal until thrash metal became yeah. kind of hair metal. They had Metallica and Megadeth. <laughs> yeah. You know? And Megadeth still stayed on the underground. Slayer was the underground of that. Metallica ended up going mainstream, ironically. And in the, in the 90s with Nirvana, we had this huge birth of mainstream music is not just one thing anymore. Yeah. Mainstream music is everything. Can I cut in Yeah, real quick? Um, this, is, this is one's for you, Mike. Um, I was having this discussion with somebody, and they're like, you know, what's the best era for like, music? Kind of different 60s. genres. 1920s. And I, no, I was... <laughs> Come on, and I was just darling. like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> I want to hear it again. I, I mentioned, you know, again. like the whole like your mix that you had, like you had like the like the Led Zeppelins, uh, the Jimi yeah. Hendrix, like that rock era. And I was like, I do enjoy that. It's kind of a good era. And this guy that I was talking to next to my work, he's like, no, the best is the '80s. I was like, are you a Metallica fan? He's like, Metallica, best band ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I was just like, all right, we're gonna go into this. I just, I just want to know, just like you know, everyone has their viewpoint. And then I started going off why I don't like Metallica. I do appreciate them as musicians. They did stuff like in their earlier year. They was like that, you know, the type of music they made. And then I kind of bashed on them for a little bit and showed the inspiration of the new things that the seventies artists did. And he's just like, so I guess you would call like the Beatles a famous rock band. 
And I, I, I saw him yeah. say that. And uh, I, no, no, yeah. no, 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 I, no, 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 no. George him, had no, 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 a Gibson hold SG, hold bro. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Fuck you. I, no, no, I heard him say that. And they I was invented just, distortion, bro. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, hey, Mike. I heard him say that, and I was just like, you know, they were the first ones to do the music video. He's like, I know, and they were the first, and I was like, are you a Beatles fan? He's like, huge Beatles fan, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're defending them. I don't like the Beatles, but my friend does, <laughs> and then he started was like, no, they were the first to do this and yeah. this and this, and I was like, I love the passion on this. I was like, All right, wait, the- so he doesn't consider them a rock band? No, 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 no. He he was saying like he. I think he was yelling at me like kind of. I said the seventies were influences, <laughs> and he's like, no, no. You go back to the sixties. You go back to Beatles. <laughs> okay. So yes, he, it all it stems back to that. Yeah. yeah. So he was passionate sure. about it, but I hate how he likes Metallica still. And has, I I would never use the Beatles to justify liking Metallica. He said the eighties <laughs> was the disgusting. best. The eighties was the best rock. I draw a line generation. Yeah. From Sergeant Peppers to Saint Anger. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. The 80s, though. The 80s. So you have all the 80s, and I was like, that's not the best rock era. From the Black Album to the White Album. I mean, no way, brother. If you're no, talking I liked about it, though. rock as like a very large genre, you might be, he might be right with saying the 80s because you've got punk, you've got hardcore, you've got fucking Joy Division. Like, they're all rock bands. Can I can I bring you up know. something else too? Yeah. All right. So because I I thought about that, like Metallica, they did a good job for what they did in the time frame, right? So then he mentions um, classic rap to me, and I was just like, "What's classic rap to you?" And he's like, "No, no, no!" Like literally the generation of like, and he points to one of the like the eighteen year olds. He's like, "What do you listen to?" And he's like, "I listen to the Suicide Boys." He's like, "Yeah, that's crap music." And he looks at me and he's like, you remember the good old days of rap when they used to have like Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Dr. Dre? And I was like, what? All we had was Gangster's Paradise. No, 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 hold on. And then he's like, (laughs) and Ludacris. And I was like, oh my goodness, you're you're me. You're me back in the day. Yeah, I would argue that if music continues coming, we're in the best era of music. I am thinking that. Yes, it really is. I got one more to top this off before. And then he's like, you know, I was mentioning, uh, I, I remember I said something else about emo, and he was just like, no, literally, The Used, great album, first album. And I was like, I appreciate you for that. I love that album. He's the like, sometimes. It's not that bad. Well, yeah, it, 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 it's kind of it's their segue <laughs> of just me not caring anymore. So then I was like, I love their self titled. And then he's like, yeah, some days I just want to listen to The Used and like Three Doors Graced. Three days grace. Three days grace, and I was like, "There's the wall," and I'm like, "Yeah, we're we're not talking anymore, bro." You ever just want to blast Kryptonite? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, "You had me at Metallica. You had me at you know Three Doors Next Door." I don't know. But I, I thought he did. You know, he did try to hold up the Beatles for you, Mike. So, so I do appreciate him. He definitely has no a stepdad that he does not like. Yeah, he wants to be on the podcast, by the way. Does he? Yeah, he's like, I, w- I welcome him with open arms. He's like, can with I come on the podcast? Wide open. With arms wide open. He does a YouTube. come to me, my brother. He does a YouTube, and he does a. He asked if he could do videography for our podcast. Dude, if he makes me a butt rock playlist. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, he will. Come on here, brother. He will. Right, anyway, that song cuts by stained like mud shovel. That song's about suicide. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then he never talks to me again because we just bash on him the yeah. whole time. <laughs> stained is not a good band. <laughs> no, he just makes a pepper sublime. <laughs> uh, oh, no. I mean, I don't have the balls to do it, so. He Literally, 
be the hero that we need. No, no not even Sublime. <laughs> it's Sublime with Rome. So it's all the new yeah, stuff. Yeah, the new Sublime. Oh, which I saw live in concert. Fucking sick. Oh <laughs> Bassist blew fireballs out of his mouth. Right, okay, this song. Is it my turn to talk about this song? No. Oh, we're still talking about Harry Styles? Yeah, I'm still on it. I'm still okay. on it. No, you don't get to talk about the song. No, okay, so this suck song. that boy. Just suck don't him. get to talk, talk about the song. So, so, so this song in general, like I said, I kind of pushed play on her mixtape of all their songs. And I kind of was like, hey, I don't like that artist. Skip. I like, I don't want to listen to him. And then I kind of pushed play not knowing who was who. And I heard the song and I was like, what is this? And I was just like, okay, I, I, I like this. And then I looked at my phone and I was like, holy shit, I did not expect that at all. That is phenomenal. And then I listened to it again. And I think that if you just listen to it loud, it does have the bony Vare kind of thing. And I was like, I want something, you know, the mix, the base, the mix off of. But I heard it. And then especially when you hit like the four minute mark and the whole orchestra comes in. I was like, oh, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I messaged a girl and Devin, this is slightly for you. And I was just like, I love it. She's like, see, that one of the greatest songs. She's like, the whole, like, she, she's a huge Harry Styles fan. And she's just like, literally, see, I told you, told you, listen to him. And she's like, this is like a great song. Apparently, he does uh, write a lot of his songs on mushrooms. Hell yeah, he does. And I was just first like, thought when I heard <laughs> that song that Mike played, I was like, I want to take mushrooms and listen to this. <laughs> and literally, it's just, if you listen to it, they are different. But it, it takes you on quite an adventure, especially if probably if you were on mushrooms, if you happen to listen to it. That makes sense. Mm. It's all coming together now. Yeah, I hope you listen to the record. I will. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll listen to those first three songs, too. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> don't, don't fucking tempt me. I will. I have nothing against the songs. Have the, you heard Sign of the, the Times? Yeah. Sign of the Times not. is good. I have not. I loved it. I literally zoned him out as a One Direction person and have not listened to anything he, else by him. He played on SNL. He did it live, and I I gained a lot of respect from that. And I think I had heard it on the radio before and been like, well, that's a cool radio song. But it's good. That caught my attention. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What is that? Oh, my cable's been doing so good this episode. Oh. Let <laughs> me start talking about Harry Styles. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? Like, Feed me mushrooms. Yeah, RJ, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, piece of shit. Yeah, I mean. You dildo baggins. Dildo baggins. <laughs> dildo bangings. Um, yeah, I mean, you made. You made a good mix. I don't know what to say to you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, okay, so I had this one, right? Literally, a thought process, and I was like, okay, I have the Doty. I was like, I want you to be on there. Then I heard the Harry Styles, and I was like, all right, we need to do something with Bon Iver. Then I was like, all right, Taylor Swift needs to be on there. And then I was like, all right, the other ones were kind of just fillers, but they're ones that I wanted to put on here. And then I made it, and I kind of stepped back after I finalized it. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm content with this. I'm very <laughs> this content. This is my masterpiece. This is it. <laughs> my magnum opus. <laughs> this is Mr. Holland's opus. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, what'd you say for Devin's favorite, Ooh. least favorite? Um, I said Devin's one, three, four. Favorite one, least favorite three. Favorite artist, four. Yeah, so I don't even need to look at my phone. That's 100% dead on. First time that has happened. <laughs> so. Really? Move on. Next. <laughs> What'd you say for mine? Uh, two, three, two. So, t- 
technically. Oh, damn it. I was hoping oh. for it. Oh. I was about well, to throw the mic. On. Hold Double hunteds, <laughs> cheating. It would. I would say that oh, that was cheating. That was. I don't have a least favorite song. <laughs> like okay, I, I have no like. If I'm just like cheating and I'm just saying I don't have a least favorite song. I like every song on this. Which okay, and I have no complaints. Literally, the only smallest complaint that I have is just in the Taylor Swift song. That's it. You want more Boonie That's it. So I don't like if I had to choose a least favorite, sure three, but like that doesn't mean anything to me. You know what I mean? Yes. So if yeah. you want to take a hundred percent, you can have it. I would give nah, you a hundred percent because no, that's a, that's how I feel about number three. Also, I just picked it because I was like, well, I gotta pick one. I you guess. gotta pick one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So literally, I I wish you didn't say anything on the text messages about that, and I wonder what I would have picked for your songs. For Mike, not knowing about Olivia Rodrigo, I would have said favorite song. I say it was a three, was it? Because that's the one I would that say favorite I'm song would have been off on five. Yeah, that's if I had to choose my next one. Seriously. Least favorite would be three. I was favorite scared. artist okay. would be before listening to more stuff. It would have been Dodie because I, I was yeah. To I was going to say I was nervous about five because I was literally going into it being like, either I'm the only one that's like, it sounds like Bon Iver, and both of you no. were going to be like, nope. And I'm like, no. Have you listened to it with headphones? Yes. Have you listened to it loud? Yes. Have you listened to it backwards? Yeah, no. Fucking listen to it through my dick and it still sounds like Bon Iver. And I was like, no, it does. It does. Shove my phone up my ass and it still sound like Bon Iver. It's a pleasant so I was, surprise. I wanted yeah. to say that it would be one of your favorites, but I just didn't know who to say. And I was like, I'm just going to leave it off. So that's what. That's why I didn't pick No, it. it's a good-ass song. I love yeah. that song. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah, RJ, here's the thing. <laughs> yep. I would I would say that for me personally, before this mix, uh, the mix that I thought was the best mix from either of you two was, uh, for me, was Devin's Swedish mix or Icelandic mm-hmm. mix, whatever, whatever we're calling that for the time. Just, just the white people. <laughs> <laughs> But I would say that this this mix is the best mix you've made, Dude. and this mix is my favorite mix that either of you two have made. Ah, cool, yeah, I think so. And I I'm gonna say you're getting a four point eight. Okay, Ooh. I would give you higher Spicy. if your the title of it was a little bit more creative. It's okay. true. <laughs> but like the song like I love every songs I found two records that I really like I can say to people that like I fucking love Harry Styles and Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo like and I could be a fucking weirdo and work out at the gym to Olivia Rodrigo and people yeah. think I he's probably okay, you know like most metal. of the time everyone else is listening to that too yeah but yeah. you need a bluetooth speaker so people <laughs> oh, fucking yes. know it. <laughs> yeah and you should get a face tattoo yeah Ooh, yes. <laughs> I still drive by your fucking street <laughs> oh, I forgot the lyrics but yeah a 4.8 RJ and this isn't like the Kanye mix was like you're getting a 5 because of all of this other shit this is just a solid 4.8 this is like nothing else behind it this is just like I like every single song I don't the order is fantastic I don't really care like and yeah it's just it's solid well thank you awesome Awesome, awesome. Um, I I loved it. I didn't love it as much as Mike, but that being said, I gave you a four point five out of five. Whew. Damn. Whoo. Uh, because it. Whoop, whoop, pop it. Sorry. Very good. But it. Um, Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. The fucking rainstorm. 
That's like, give it a higher rating, Devin. Give it a higher rating. Are the Russians coming? <laughs> We're fixed. You have to warn us before Don't they worry. show up. <laughs> the cable They'll be traveling from the east and going west. <laughs> Let us know if it's a Red Dawn situation. Anyways, 4.5 out of 5. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's surprising. Like, I don't want to say it's surprisingly yeah. great, RJ, but it's surprising for us because we would never make this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't ever venture into Olivia Rodrigo no matter how many cover songs I heard by her. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you want to see my sad girl mix? It sounds nothing like this. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's all it's all Phoebe Bridger, spoiler alert. <laughs> um Yeah, and there's a like I mean Harry Styles one was fucking great. I love the blending of the fourth and the fifth song. I love that Taylor Swift song. There's a few songs by her. I, I love a lot of songs by Taylor Swift. Like I love her as an artist. And just like Mike was saying, I wish she would get it together and figure it out. But I love the blending of that with the Bony Vare going into the fifth song. And I didn't know if that was an intentional. And I think I originally had a 4.3 out of five, but it sounds like it was intentional. So I gave you 4.5 out of five for that. I agree with Mike on the title. Um, but it also does like fit, but there, I don't, I don't, I didn't think of any other alternative titles, but there's something, something else there, oh, but yeah. literally who gives a fuck because the songs are great. You would have gotten a five for me if you had called this mix youth of today. Cause Ooh. it would have fucking thrown me a fucking, I don't think RJ knows the band youth of today. Though. I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a concept on that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yep. great. Good job. I literally would have called it Youth of the Today, and you'd been like, "Is it actually you have bands of Youth Today?" And I'm like, "What? Yeah, of course." course. Teenage Dirtbag. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, you know that one. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. it's a good job, RJ. It's a great mix. No, thank you. Solid. I like that. Last week we had weird ass music from Devin, <laughs> yeah. and then this week we a lot got more coming. Great pop music from you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what are you going to give yourself, RJ? Uh, I would, I mean, I don't, I, I kind of, it's, I would like to give myself, you know, a perfect score. Give yourself a yeah, perfect score. Do it. But, you deserve but it. But I have Yours my. Yours should be higher than ours. I have my issues with it. Okay. Because I did go, because if I'm staying on her mix based off of, this song wouldn't have been on it for number four. Because that is the outlier. That's the one that I found myself. So I, I kind of throw it off of that is not off her young angst, like kind of her sad, anxious mix. So I was like, I kind of was mad at myself. And then Dodie was cool. And number three were cool. But I kind of was going off with like, you know, the bony Vair. And I kind of wish sometimes that I would do more bony Vair kind of styled that kind of put it all together. I think that would have made it as a better whole. No, I think Nothing. it works as a whole. I, well, what I would say to that, which I forgot to mention during the Bon Iver part when we were talking about it, is, is the youth listening to Bon Iver? Do they know who Bon Iver is? Do they care? Well, I mean, they listen to Taylor Swift. They know who Bon Iver is. Because he's, really he's on two of the albums. They don't know who cool. he is probably as a person. There's many featured artists on albums that I listen to that I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> you know? But, I mean, the, like, that Do they means... go and listen to For Emma oh, Forever ago? They, pro- they probably don't, but they're yeah. coherent of who he... Like, oh, he makes songs that we like. 
Yeah, it's like Based Drake having Sampha on an album. Like, don't think about it too much, too much. <laughs> but, like, but I mean, they, oh, are they, they a Sampha fan? <laughs> no, they're a Drake fan. <laughs> so that's my question: is is Bon Iver still relevant? No, I, he has no, I don't think he's ever been relevant. He's just there. No, he's he been was, fucking relevant. He's been relevant. Yeah, he I, was relevant as fuck. Yeah, Skinny Love was a huge song. That was a gigantic song. Yeah, and that other out the album that he came out with afterwards, which I think was the. Uh, I think it's just self-titled. Yeah. yeah. That one was huge. Like, that was a big album. But in the same, like, uh, like no. But in the mainstream. indie sphere, it was he was top tier He, he was big sphere. in that category, yes. yes. Yeah, for yeah. a time, he I was agree. as big as Death Cab, which is, like, yeah, pretty big. Yeah. But, I mean, even just crazy with that, you, you go with, like, something as far as, like, he's big in that category, but now he's gone in with Taylor Swift. So that, that yeah. that's kind of huge of oh now we know it's like you know going back on MySpace and finding yeah. bands from back in the day of like now they know of an underground if you will uh, artist that they never heard of before and I think that's cool that, you know but that's part of my question because if they they're don't, a Taylor Swift fan that knows no no uh, if they don't know who Bon Iver is why is Harry Styles doing Bon Iver and is that popular with his demographic and if so. That's fucking rad. I think I, yeah. I think Harry Styles is a fan of Bon Iver. Yeah, I, I think he know. is. Yeah. But is that song that he made that sounds like Bon Iver popular with his fan base? Uh, uh, well, she said that's one of her favorite songs. By so him. that's yeah. interesting to me. Yeah, yeah because that then leads she told us me about to, the mushrooms thing after to that. like exactly what we were talking about at the beginning with Mike and I searching out music. You know, spending hours and summers searching out music. Like that could be this next generation their gateway into finding stuff like Bon Iver because these artists are using the influences that that they've coalesced over these past few years. Like, they're trying to find other music that influences the songs that they like if they like them as much as we like them, you know? I want to know what Harry Styles is going to do next. Yeah, I'm Probably really acid. The acid, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know. And then he's going to go on an ayahuasca journey. Um, because I I was very intrigued by yeah. the album. I think I, okay, just overall I try to do that like those themes. I ended up giving myself a four point seven five. Cool. Um, I, I'm content with it. I like this mix. I will definitely listen to this mix in the future. It is fantastic. Yeah, it's a good one. I think anything after a four for me is something that I would play again. Yeah, you know, or at least look into the other artists for sure. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right. <sighs> well. <laughs> Before we go into this, I just got to say, um, I had this thought the other day. I'm pretty sure Tyler Perry is just black earnest. Yes. You know, Jim Varney? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He's always going to jail, going other places. Uh, yeah. Doing Halloween shit. Note. Having a summer yeah. camp. Yeah. 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 Ernest goes to summer camp. Yeah. You know? Ernest saves Medea's Christmas. going somewhere. <laughs> Medea went to jail. Ernest went to jail. You know? Yeah, they have spooky Medea movies. Yeah, they do. The Ernest one is really good. There's like a cool... comes out of like a tree. There's like a troll that comes out of the tree. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Ernest movies are fucking great. Yeah. I haven't seen the Medeas. I think he's from Kentucky, maybe, or Tennessee. Yeah, he's South. an interesting dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's all he did. Oh, yeah. And drugs. Well, and drugs, yeah. <laughs> he smoked so many cigarettes. Yeah. I think he's like Joe Pesci, where he's like, 
yeah, if they say cigarettes give you cancer, that's just the government lying to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Well, they don't make you feel good. <laughs> so. yeah. All right. So you guys ready for this week? I'm ready. So, okay. So I'm going to give you the title. And really, I'm, I'm really curious. I, I don't. I don't know if you're going to struggle. I don't think you're going to struggle, RJ. I don't know if you're going to love it. Um, if you do end up loving it or loving some stuff, I will be very happy. Um, should he or should he not take mushrooms before he <laughs> listens to this? May Honestly, maybe. Because I'm going to send this and I'm really – I want Devin's looking at looking at the list of songs and the artists. I really want to know what you think RJ – might okay come out of listening to this okay all right because i'm pretty sure Devin, you should know at least four of the five artists okay um you might know all five of them um but the title is featuring the goat volume one okay okay this is all kendrick lamar <laughs> well he's the goat and okay. I told you, this, <laughs> this is, is dave chappelle this is happening <laughs> i'm rick james Rich. we're doing this we're doing this this is a long time coming i have made this is again volume one. I okay, have if many Danny more Brown's volumes. Really, dough is on there. <laughs> Danny Brown's not. You, you're going to see oh, this, and you're going like to see a consistency in it. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to send it, and I want to know how you think because I don't know if RJ has like listened, listened to any of these people. Like listen, listened. Okay. You're going to want to take mushrooms to this, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yeah. So do you think that do you, I gotta hope he's gonna like it. <laughs> like I don't know. But I hope Um <laughs> I think I've heard of all the artists. Yeah, I think you've heard of all of them too. And yeah. I I'm you probably may have even heard songs from the artists. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just gonna say just Kendrick probably fits on all of these fine. <laughs> Oh, he hey, does Kendrick. everything. Yeah. yeah. He's the goat. This is this is the beginning conversation for me of why he's the goat. Yeah, he is hip-hop features, Play-Doh. He fits in anything. Features are really Smokes important in. in the goat status for me. And especially, like, I don't know if, uh, RJ, you know the consistency of this mix, but there's a very specific consistency of the mix, which actually kind of plays into one of his albums with To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. This consistency plays into that album. You're gonna want to take mushrooms for this, buddy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I would say that only because if you listen to it with the idea of with the mentality of listening to Kendrick Lamar, um, it will pass you by in an instant, <laughs> and you'll be like, "That was noise with Kendrick." <laughs> Goodbye. I'll say, RJ, there's a lot of uh, real musicianship and real yeah. instruments. Okay, I yeah. like those. Yes. But not like Charles Bradley in that soul mix. Yes. It's more avant-garde. Yeah. We'll say yeah. there's some spicy, there's some, uh, especially with the last song, um, but there's like, a, I would say there's a consistency of some funk in there, just like you see with Tepemba Butterfly. But do you see who was on the last track? That's yeah. what I'm waiting for Devin's uh, con- confliction if he has not heard this song. Because I haven't not, heard it, but I've seen it. And I was just like, I, I hope see who's Devin on it. Devin is very conflicted with this song. I saw that the cop killed himself is on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
also the star of Are We There Yet? <laughs> One of my favorite films. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you, yeah. Devin, have you heard track two? Track two. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yo, I've heard that whole album, Cosmogramma. Okay. Yeah. Or is that Cosmogramma or. Uh, that album. Um, this album. Whichever dope. album that is with the face. Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. You're dead. That's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've heard you're dead in Cosmogramma and goddamn. <laughs> that's my shit. And I fell down a big rabbit hole, which will play into other mixes of mine going f- with the first artist. I had no idea that he had been around as long as he is. And, like, I fell down a big rabbit hole with him. Not familiar with him. Yeah. He's I, a, I've heard of him and heard him but can't put my finger on it. Well, you've definitely – because he's on two To Pimp a Butterfly songs. Okay. And I think he's on some Absol records. Yeah. He's a L.A. He's a Compton musician. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's like he's TD like or uh... – He's like Thundercat. Okay. Yeah, but he, I would say, sings better. Okay. But <laughs> oh, you don't like Thundercat's voice? No, he sings fine. What's <laughs> yeah. uh, that song about buying a kitten in Tokyo? <laughs> yeah. It's a great uh, song. But yeah, so like I have lots of different versions of this mix, um, but I thought it would be fun to kind of challenge RJ a little bit with doing an unconventional hip-hop mix because this is yeah. a hip-hop mix rj it's just not the, the fundamentals u- of a hip-hop mix well just your expectations just know that it's just gonna be different i think i need to train rj this week to get into my mindset <laughs> we're gonna smoke just a little bit of weed every night and, and watch that. at least one david lynch film every <laughs> night <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, this. You can work out to this mix all you want, RJ. Ooh. You can do anything. To track number three, you're gonna come everywhere. Oh I don't know God. if you've heard that song before. I haven't heard that one, but I've heard him before. Yeah, he, he yeah. is one of my favorites yeah. in the world. Just the title. I don't know. The title says something. There's no. I, I think it's funny that he's. Yeah. He doesn't get credit for the feature. Yeah, but, <laughs> but this, it's, it's this song is. Yeah, it's a Kendrick Lamar song. (laughs) It is just his song, where he just happens to be saying a couple of things in the background. (laughs) This dick ain't free. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite interlude. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I'm excited for RJ um, to 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 you know free your mind a little bit. Get out there. I know you're you. We've. uh, I feel like we've started to push you a little bit in hip-hop. You mm-hmm. know, get out of the Luda era a little bit. Oh, yeah. Very Luda, not Luda. Luda. <laughs> yeah. So I hope this kind of pushes you forward to be like, there's some strange stuff out there, brother. <laughs> you know. Have you heard true. the song Book of Love by uh, Absol? Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that song. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's fantastic. He's so fucking good. I mean, that the album Do What Thou Wilt. Mm-hmm. I have listened to so many times. Like, yeah, I, yeah. that kind of got me more into this modern age of hip hop. Uh, yeah. The weirdos, the weirdos, the yeah. weirdos always bring me in. Mm-hmm. This I is find a lot some of, normalcy. There's a lot of weirdos, but then like, uh, uh, I, I saw the last song. I until I saw it on one of the features, whatever months ago, I was like, I didn't know this existed. 
I didn't know they were still around. Yeah. Yeah. And you got your you got your boy George on there. George Clinton? Oh yeah. Wait. Uh, oh yeah. wait, this is Parliament Funkadelic? Well, George Clinton's on there. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a whole nother animal. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking about how he's always, uh, in order to be hard, you need the funk. And <laughs> funk makes you hard. So. Oh, man. <laughs> this is going to make me want star-shaped glasses. I know it. I've been, they've been in my Amazon cart for so long now. I hope so. <sighs> All right. You can can we hold on, hold on. Yeah. So I just skimmed through your album covers for this. Oh my goodness, <laughs> fucking gracious! All right, yeah, cool. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Get excited, our day. Oh, there, there's just, a lot. I want on. you to listen, not listen to his mix, but first listen to the second song's entire album. <laughs> yeah, I hope that you come away at least enjoying yourself. Yeah. yeah, like if you come away being like, "This is the hip hop that I've been waiting for," <laughs> then I'll this be. This is the new me. Yeah. <laughs> you just can you imagine you next week? Mike's <laughs> five out of fucking five. <laughs> this is who I am now. <laughs> I got the starship. <laughs> his, his eyes just roll back into his head, and he ascends into the heavens. I'm just in bell bottoms yeah. and platform shoes next yeah, week. I'm in Latin, baby. <laughs> it's got. It's the real funk. <laughs> You do <laughs> a feather boa. You can walk around with a feather boa. Ooh, <laughs> and one of those cool big purple puffy. Or they're like it almost looks like hair jackets. Yeah. <laughs> it's made of Muppets, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a snuffleupagus jacket, bitch. What's their band called? Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, uh, Muppets. Yeah. Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Yeah, you're going to be one of those guys. Not yeah. You're going to be Janice, man. <laughs> and I'm always Dr. Teeth. <laughs> yeah. He's the band leader, but he plays drums. Yeah. He's got like an orange mustache, right? Yeah, he's basically me. <laughs> yeah. He should be he's, him for all of them. He is me mixed with George Clinton, which is... <laughs> Basically me. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, get excited to get into the goat. We're finally, we're really going to start getting into the goat, just so you guys it's like, know. It's a good way to get into it. It is. For me, yeah. I, I thought about, because technically, which RJ, don't fuck this up for me, but <laughs> technically, we have not had a Kendrick Lamar song yet. Yep. All right, so, I'm fuck this up for you. Don't no. you dare. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Top five songs by Kendrick Lamar. I have been thinking so hard about this, Archie. <laughs> I have the next put five swimming mixes. pools in there. <laughs> next five mixes yeah. set up to understand. Yeah, literally, I had this song on week six. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping all of this collides with his new album release. Okay, so I, so, I have... <laughs> I have this idea of what I'm about to hear, but I know I have no clue what I'm about to hear. No. <laughs> but I'm intrigued of what I'm gonna hear. You want to smoke? Scared. You want to smoke some weed with me tonight? Smoke weed and just go on a journey. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, that second song, you might want to do some acid. Or yeah, something. we're gonna fucking see the devil, brother. If you ever, if you ever thought that maybe like Kendrick Lamar could do an Andre 3000 type feature. 
This Ooh, is it. No, I think that would that be fantastic. That is such a good comparison. Yeah. That'd oh, fuck. All right. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, you can find the podcast wherever you get podcasts. You can find Real this. quick. Who do, you, who do you think is the most famous carpenter? Is it Jesus or is it Tim the Toolman Taylor? <laughs> I think I know your answer. <laughs> Hell yeah. My fist is pumping in the air right now. I've got my tool belt on. Al Borland's just beside you laughing. The other day, I walked Wilson's down into my basement and I hit my head on the, the top thing. <laughs> Happens all the all time right. to me. I'm just right. like Tim. We did yeah. cocaine. We got mustaches right now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus doesn't do any of that cool shit. Yeah, he just no. turns right. water into wine. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't do cocaine. <sighs> Maybe it just wasn't around, you know? <laughs> if it was around, yeah. he's like, dude, the Bible's fucking sick. I'm going to write so many more fucking pages of the Bible. <laughs> what happens if he's like turning water into <laughs> wine, turning dirt into cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The apostles are like... Do you understand anything you say? <laughs> nope. Just nope. pretend like we're writing. So, no, okay. like, write something. He turns down, dirt though. into cocaine, and then he has his followers that are like, yo, Jesus, can we get another bump? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like Scarface at the end. He's like, you don't get no fucking cocaine <laughs> from me. You stay out of my fucking house. That's why he died at 32. But Romans just wanted his cocaine. <laughs> Caesar's like, you fucking backstabbed me, man. <laughs> we had a deal, man. Gone the feds. Uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> if you want to listen to this cool uh, uh, pop indie cool mix that RJ made about the youth, uh, you can just search Five Song Mixtape, all one word, on Spotify. Um, or you yeah. can just go talk to children. <laughs> but this is safer. <laughs> yeah. Unless you are a child. Unless you're a child. You can identify as whatever you want. Talk to yourself. Just talk to yourself. All right, on to the gate.